Before we get into the sermon tonight, I want to talk to you about a priest and a pastor. They're standing by the side of a road holding up a sign that reads, the end is near. Turn around now before it's too late. A passing driver yells, you guys are nuts, and speeds past them. From around the curve, they hear screeching tires, then a big crash. The priest turns to the pastor and says, do you think we should just put up a sign that says bridge out instead? Well, with that thought in mind, the name of the sermon tonight is Warning, Danger Ahead. Warning, Danger Ahead. As I began thinking about this and even drove here, as we're going through life every single day, we drive past signs giving us warnings. Stop, slow down, yield, danger, bridge out. We see all these things, and these signs are there to protect us from potential danger in our life. And as I was thinking about that, I remember something I heard from radio host Dr. Laura years and years ago. She said that there are two different types of difficult people that you are in, encounter in life. Some people are annoying, and some people are dangerous and destructive. Annoying people you need to learn to live with. Now, some of you are elbowing your spouse, and I'm not sure what that means, but annoying people you need to learn to live with. However, dangerous and destructive people you need to avoid. There are people out there that are trying to bring harm to your life. Go over to 1 Corinthians 15.33. 1 Corinthians 15.33. And it says this, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. What is the Bible saying here? Warning, danger ahead. You know, I used to say this to my kids, you become like the people you hang around. If you have children, sometimes you know that they've been playing with certain kids based on the tood that they bring home. You're like, you, you got attitude. I don't have attitude. What are you talking about? That, that is what I'm talking about. So we look at that with kids, but do we think of that as adults, that we become like the people we hang around? Who are you hanging around, and what influence do they have in your life? You need to watch the signs that people may be putting a negative impact in your life. Are there people that come across your path that aren't just annoying, but they are dangerous and destructive? You know, people have the potential to bring you harm, both physically and emotionally. So with that, let's go to 2 Timothy 3.1, and we want to look at some characteristics of people that the Bible talks about that will be around in the last days. In 2 Timothy 3.1, it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. What is this? Warning, danger ahead. There are perilous times coming in the last days. When the Bible says to know this, uh, that word know means come to grips 
with certain facts that can't be changed by prayer. What? You can't change this by prayer? No, because the Bible says this will come. So no matter what you do, this is coming, and you need to recognize it. You need to be aware. What's coming? The Bible says perilous times. Let's look at that phrase, perilous. It means dangerous, hard to bear, hazardous, risky. Uh, How many of you are feeling that right now as you walk around the world? The times that we're living today are way more dangerous, hazardous, and risky than they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Times have changed. People are angrier. I go shopping every day, and people are angry. You get in their way, oh, they want to take you out. I got a metal cart. Don't mess with me. So the Bible is saying here, warning, danger. The root word for perilous means exposure to injury, loss, or destruction. So there are people who want to bring you injury, loss, and destruction in your life. Now again, notice it says, in the last days, perilous times will come. That phrase, will come, means gaining ground at an alarming rate. That means that this is accumulating. It is multiplying. Things were bad before, but everything now seems intense, more escalated. Again, the Bible is saying, warning, danger ahead. Now, let's look at the next couple verses. Go to 2 Timothy 3, 2 through 4. It says, For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Again, God is setting the stage saying, warning, danger ahead. And he tells us right here in these verses, he tells us what the dangerous, hazardous, risky, difficult times are coming. And guess what? He says they're going to bring injury, loss, and destruction to your life. What's he talking about? People. He's talking about people. This whole list that we just read after he said perilous times are coming are characteristics of people that are walking around in the last days. And he tells us how to deal with them. Go to 2 Timothy 3.5. Are you ready for this? You wouldn't normally see this in the Bible, but it says, and from such people turn away. Can you believe the Bible is telling you to turn away from certain people? The CEB version says avoid people like this. The CEV says don't have anything to do with such people. ERV says stay away from these people. The Good News Translation says keep away from these people. And the Message Bible says stay clear of these people. Are you getting the picture? I mean, it can't be any more clear than this. 
Don't let dangerous and destructive people have a place in your life. That's the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. God is putting up a signpost in our life saying, warning, danger ahead. So, if we're supposed to avoid these people, let's look at the characteristics of the people we're supposed to avoid. So, I'm just going to go down the list, give you a brief summary of each of them. The first one is people who are lovers of themselves. The Amplified says, utterly self-centered. That means these are people who are willing to sacrifice everything on the altar of self-indulgence. They're willing to sacrifice their health, their children, and their marriage because everything is about them. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says in Philippians 2, 3, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. You know, if I was doing a marriage conference, that one verse would be all we'd need to say. If you did nothing from selfish ambition, if you were not selfish and everything you did was focusing on the other person, you would have zero problems in your marriage and in life. The word selfish means lacking consideration for others. So if I'm selfish, I'm not thinking about you. Thinking about me. Avoid those people. Second characteristic, lovers of money. The Message Bible defines it this way, people who are money hungry. The Greek defines it a desire to gain and hoard wealth. Listen, God's not against you having things. He's against things having you. Look at Matthew 6.21. Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I love this verse. And uh, I know people sometimes get skeptical when they're in church and an offering is being taken and people are like, oh, all that church wants is my money. That's all they want is my money. But Here's what we need to understand. The key is who has your heart. God doesn't really care about your money. He cares about your heart. But he knows if he can get your money, then he can get your heart. So the tie-in is, do we trust him with everything we have? The next characteristic of people to avoid boasters The Message Bible describes them as self-promoting or braggers. You ever hang around a bragger? They tell you how great they are. Just in case you don't know, I'm amazing. I know you could tell, but just wanted to make sure you knew. They're irritating. (laughs) Let's look at what the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So the Bible is telling us everything we have ultimately comes from God, so how can you brag about it? You can't. I can't get up and say, oh, I'm an awesome preacher. 
because it's a gift from God. It has nothing to do with me. And the same thing with you. Another characteristic, people who are proud. The Message Bible describes them as stuck up. You ever come across someone stuck up? They think they are all that. What does the Bible say in Proverbs 16, 18? Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You know who the greatest example of this is? Lucifer. God created Lucifer as an amazing being. He gave him authority over other angels. He led worship in heaven. And he got to the point thinking, you know what? I could exalt myself above God. I could become God. And he was cast down to the earth. Don't let pride well up inside you. Don't hang around with prideful people. The next characteristic, blasphemers. Here's an interesting word that we think we might know what it means. Uh, the word blasphemer means to speak injuriously at God, Christ, and his people. To speak injuriously at God, Christ, and his people. Deuteronomy 5.11 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, we think we know what that is. We think, well, when someone uses God's name as a, a profanity, that's taking his name in vain. That's not what that actually means. Taking someone's name in vain or taking the Lord's name in vain means making him say something he hasn't said. Making him say something he hasn't said. So if I were to say, well, God doesn't do miracles anymore, that's taking his name in vain. Because the Bible says he, God doesn't heal anymore. That's taking his name in vain. We need to make sure what's coming out of our mouth actually lines up with the word. Another characteristic, disobedient to parents. All right, teens, it's your turn. Actually, you know what? If we actually look at the translation of this, the connotation is really disobedient to authority in general. Uh, that means people who are stubborn, they are not compliant, they are unpersuadable. Let's look at Titus 3.1. Titus 3.1 says, Remind them, speaking of us, to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey and to be ready for every good work. You know, we live in a society today, people don't like authority. People balk at authority. There was a whole movement against police officers, and you name it. I wouldn't even want to. Pastor David gets the pleasure of being a teacher every day. I can't even imagine. I hear kids swearing to their parents, swearing to teach. There's no respect anymore of people in authority. So if we don't respect people in authority here, we don't respect the one in authority up there. So unless, and I know people are leery of the government and things that they do, but unless you're told to do something illegal, unethical, or immoral, then you are subject to be obedient. The next characteristic, unthankful. The NIV describes this as ungrateful. We live in a society of ungrateful people. 
They think they are entitled to everything. Psalm 100 verse 4 says this, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. The same way we're ungrateful to people on the earth, we're ungrateful to God. He gives us all these things and we take it for granted instead of recognizing everything we have belongs to him. Another characteristic of people in the last days, unholy. Wow. I didn't watch the Grammys, but apparently there was a singer that actually sung a song, I think called Unholy, that was a satanic mess. You would have never saw that on TV years ago. In 1 Timothy 1, 9 and 10, it says this, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for liars, for perjurers, and if there is any other thing that is contrary to doctrine. All right, the next characteristic, unloving. Now, this is an interesting word here. In the Greek, it means without love within family members. Without love within family members. So there's no love of kindred, especially for parents for their children or children for their parents. Again, I never saw the likes of what I see today within families. I would have never, ever thought of talking back to my dad, who was a former Marine and used his belt like a lion tamer. Well, people have no respect. They're unloving. Uh, it used to be blood is thicker than water. There's no longer a loyalty for one another. Look at Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So we see here children are to obey, they are to honor. So this is a relationship between children to their parents. But guess what? Parents, you're not off the hook. Because if we look at verse 4, it says, And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So here is the relationship between parents to their children. So loving people should actually want the best for each other. If you love someone, you want to see them succeed. You want to see them be victorious. Next trait, unforgiving. This isn't really what you think it is. King James defines it best as truce breakers or people who are untrue to their promises. In Isaiah 55, 11, it shows us the character of God. It says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it should accomplish what I please, and it should prosper in the thing which I sent it. So God is saying, whatever I say, I'm going to fulfill. How many of you know that's good news? That means that you can trust him. If his word says something, he's going to follow through. Unfortunately, a lot of people today don't follow through with their word. 
We'll sign contracts, but then we'll look for a loophole to get out of it. God can be trusted. We need to be as people as well. Next characteristic, slanderers. The Greek defines it this way, to utter and declare what is untrue with an intent to deceive. Now, I want to go down a path here that I'd love to do a whole teaching on, but people get squirmish when you see what it is. In Leviticus 19.16, it says, don't spread gossip and rumors. Why is it that gossip seems to be the favorite sin among the church? We love that sin. We don't call it sin. We're going to pray for you. Hey, hey, we, we need to pray for Sally. Did you hear what she did? Gossip is evil. Gossip is an assassination on someone's character. So how do we prevent being a gossiper? Number one, don't speak it. But second, don't listen to it. If I don't hear it in the first place, I don't have the ammunition to spread it. Hey, have you heard about Sally? No, I'll go to her myself. Go to the source. Next characteristic, without self-control. Oh, this is a big one in our society right now. In the Greek, it means lacking in moderation or control, especially in the area of sexual gratification. Lacking in moderation or control, especially in the area of sexual gratification. Every 68 seconds in America, someone is sexually assaulted. Insane. Crazy. 1 Corinthians 6.18 says, flee sexual immorality. Next characteristic, brutal. You know, people are brutal today. The Message Bible defines that as savage. Brutal, savage people. We've had people in our society like Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, that just did incredibly savage things to human beings. Brutal, savage, fierce, uncivilized, dangerous, hazardous. What is God saying? Warning, danger ahead. In John 8, 44, it says, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Don't follow that path. Next right, despisers of good. This means people who are opposed to goodness and good men. In Psalm 119, 68, describing God, it says, you are good and do only good. I love that. That's God's characteristic. People think God causes accidents upon them to teach them something. That's not good. That's taking the name of the Lord in vain because he doesn't do that. So these are people who have a hate for a good God and good people that look like God. Next trait, traitors. A person who betrays another person, cause, or trust. Traitors. God needs people that he can trust and count on. Next right, headstrong. This signifies someone who is rash, reckless, violent, and destructive. Someone who is rash, reckless, violent, and destructive. Just went online today. And you know you can believe everything on the internet. Abraham Lincoln said that. 
All right. But this is true. It says violence near New York City schools surges with shootings and stabbings. People have no regard for human life. Next right, haughty. Haughty means insolent. That's showing a rude and arrogant lack of respect. How often do we see that in society? And people don't care about each other. 1 Timothy 6, 3 and 4 says, Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. And the last characteristic, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. This refers to loving the gratification of the natural or sinful desires more than God. In 1 John 2, 15 through 17, it says this, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but who, who, he who does the will of God abides forever. What is God telling us through this whole passage? Warning danger ahead. There will be dangerous, hard-to-bear, hazardous, risky people who will try to come into your life and bring injury, loss, and destruction. Avoid them. Stay away from them. Have nothing to do with them. Oh, let me give you one last scripture, which is good. Ephesians 4, 27 says, neither give place to the devil. That word place refers to an opportunity, power, or a foothold. Don't give the devil an opportunity. Don't give him power. Don't give him a foothold in your life, and he will use people around you. The Word of God is the signpost that will keep danger and destruction out of your life, which is why we value the Word so much. Amen?